guys. Welcome to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. This is season four, episode 10, the one with the girl from Poughkeepsie. Very exciting. Very exciting. Um, When I turned this on, Matt was like, what episode is this? And I was like, the one with the girl from Poughkeepsie. And he's like, who's from Poughkeepsie? And I'm like, Ross is like, you know, dating that girl. And he's like, I don't think I've ever seen this one before. So he watched it with me. Um, What did he think? And I like... He liked it, and I, as we were watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I think because the name of the episode doesn't correlate with, like, the exciting things in the episode. Yeah, she's like, Um, it's not about her. (laughs) That's not, yeah, it's not one I'm likely to just, like, pick out of a, oh, let's watch a random episode because it doesn't sound that exciting, but I forgot how much good stuff is in here. Yeah, I forgot, too, um, until we got into it because it, I, yeah, same thing. It's one of those ones where you're like, huh? And she's barely part of it but that's okay yeah in fact we only see her for like half a second yeah barely under that big old hat (laughs) i know ross 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 (laughs) renee you do such good impressions of really everybody yeah that one and then the joanna your joanna impression spot on i'm sad and there's some there was a couple other ones you did that were oh there was <laughs> Lauren, what? the paint mugs. <laughs> hey, Joey, you want to go after the play in paint mugs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one really got gotcha. uh, you. Paint, paint mugs? I just, I'm picturing yeah, like a mugs. chipmunk. <laughs> like you do it perfectly so if you guys ever need anyone to for your voiceover needs please hire renee i'm looking to break into voice acting oh my god even though i find my own voice to be like a bit grating which i guess everybody does so yeah but i'll tell you guys one thing if you want to get over hating your own voice the best way to do it is to start a freaking podcast because then you have to edit your own voice and eventually it's not as bad as you thought and if you want to feel better about yourself, move to another country and people will start telling you what a nice voice you have and you'll laugh and think that they're lying, but apparently they are being serious. Yeah. I used to people would always be like, oh my gosh, I love your accent. I'm like, I, like no, you don't. My, my accent? <laughs> no, my friend's girlfriend was like, I could just listen to you talk all day. I'm like, me? No, no, I wouldn't do that. That would be bad. I would Let's find French, you someone else. A French girl told me that, and I was like, oh, sweetie, don't lie to me. But um, but here in New Zealand, yeah, some, uh, some people from work are like, oh, I just love your voice. It's just so – same thing. Like, I could just listen to you talk for hours. And I'm like, why, though? But but why me? It's very nice. I think you have a nice voice. Thanks. I think you've got a nice voice. But, you know, like listening to your own voice, you're like, ugh. I've also, though, yeah. had somebody before kind of – um politely suggest I was doing a training that for you work. stay silent forever yeah <laughs> I was doing a training for work and I like created it and I was like okay here's the script and she was she was from Argentina and she was like oh that's a really good script now we just have to find somebody with a nice voice to record it and I was like Aww. point taken <laughs> <clears throat> oh that stinks sorry yeah. oh well that's okay she's from Ar- Argentina Argentina she was very straightforward, and I appreciate her for that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with being direct. Yeah. Direct with respect, or at mm, least direct. That's if, a good one. The... Oh, I'm sure. I've never said that to you before. No, maybe you haven't needed to, because I'm always direct maybe. with respect. Um, <clears throat> well, should we yeah. paint mugs? My paint mugs. Uh, yeah, direct respect is one of my favorite terms. And oh, I, I, I came up with it because Matt is really good at being direct with respect. Like, yeah, he doesn't beat around the bush, but he's also like kind, just still nice while he's doing it. Yeah. yeah. And I do think it's a really hard um, balance to find sometimes. And he just has to do it all day for work. And I've seen that I've heard the other people he talks to and they're like very petty and not direct and not respectful. Right. So he just is such a shining star. Oh my gosh. Sorry. The thunder was so loud here. Oh, is that what that was? I heard that. Yeah. It sounded like a truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It was a giant thunderstorm. So guys, do uh, you get scared just, of thunder? No, no. He's sleeping right through it. 
Okay. Um, but guys, if I jump again or uh, it sounds like a truck is flying into my house, just it's ignore just it. Because thunderstorms in Nashville. It's about to a storm's brew in here. So, um, um, I feel like what you're saying about direct with respect. It's like there are so many people who are like, "What? I'm just being honest." And it's like, yeah, yeah, but different. just totally. When you're like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. there's ways to be." direct and to be honest but not to be mm-hmm. a total jerk about it um but it is a hard yes. balance and so it does take it work is. and it's more kind to not be passive aggressive to people right or even just passive hoping they read your mind like even if it's not aggressive yeah. you know like it is just better just to say what you need or what you don't need i think a um, lot of times we assume that be- we assume that people are more like us than we than they actually are and yeah. I know we, I know like it's easy to say like, oh yeah, everyone's different. I get that. But it's like, okay, well, when push comes to shove, if you're being passive, hoping the other, because you're not just hoping the other person will read your mind. You're thinking like, well, any decent person would know da 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 da. Or like in this situation, anyone would realize that if they wanted to show affection, they would, you know what I mean? Or if they mm-hmm. respected me. And it's one of those things that I caught myself doing a lot with Ben but we are such different communicators that I had to be like, actually, no, like he is a decent person, but he doesn't think that that has to manifest itself in X, Y, Z ways. Yeah. Yeah. So always be direct with respect. I feel like we start every podcast episode with a lesson that has nothing to do with this podcast. A a Mr. Rogers life lesson. (laughs) So you're welcome. That's your after school special for the day. Um, the more you know. I feel All like right, if people wanted to write into us and be like, here's the situation. How can I be direct with respect? I would love to answer those types of questions. Yeah, I would love to answer those questions. Um, and we can get Matt on maybe as a guest host. Yeah. Oh, he can answer winner. your questions. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. He's great so, at that kind of stuff. If you have any conundrums, personal work, mm-hmm. whatever, uh, write them in and we'll have Matt answer whatever. for you. Matt, get in here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, I was going to say he's outside, but I hope he's inside now because it's uh, yeah. pouring outside. Apparently, there's a <laughs> storm's a brewing. It's a good summer storm, which honestly, I'm a little nervous. So uh, none of you have been to my house except Ashley and maybe a couple mm. of you. Um, uh, we have these giant trees between our house and our, neighbor ho- our neighbor's oh, house in the front yard. Gosh. And one of them fell during a microburst storm in May of this year. <laughs> <clears throat> and thankfully nothing happened to our house it fell towards the street but then like a few weeks ago a big branch from one of those trees also fell on our roof thankfully nothing happened there either except there's a little crack in our front steps um but now some of these branches are looking really low and i'm in the second oh, no. my office is in the upstairs and i'm looking right at these trees and i'm like huh so maybe if there is a big noise maybe you should be worried about me because a tree came through the window but let's um, hope that doesn't happen. Can you like put something in front of the window to block it? Mm. Like, is there a way? You I mean, can they're not very yourself? big windows. Can you just hold like a shield next to yourself, just in case, like a garbage lid? I think it would hit between the two windows more than it would hit through the window. So I have okay. a little bit. Just to be block. vigilant, is all. Okay, I'll just karate chop them. Well, It'll be okay. fine. Lots of glass. You wouldn't want to do that. Oh, true. True. Um, I'll be okay. It'll be fine. Um, so the girl from Poughkeepsie, <laughs> not the girl from Nashville with the good storms. Um, <laughs> we have this episode, and like we were saying, like the the title track of this episode is not really like anything nah. important to this episode. It's literally just Ross popping in to give us an update on his dating life every five minutes or so. I think it's interesting though that Rachel is too. So I was wondering if they were doing that on well obviously mm. it was intentional. It's not like the writers were like, what? <laughs> Did you wait, no, Ashley, they like, all write their own plot lines. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, get in here. Um, Matt, get in here. Matt, get in here. <laughs> they um no if you guys don't get that joke, it's because Matt thinks that all the actors just ad lib stuff all the time. Yeah. And they definitely and I don't. Saw, I saw an Instagram post from like a friend's account that was like, the writers let Matthew Perry read all his own lines. And I sent it to Ashley and I was like, don't tell Matt. I also feel like. Of course, we don't think it's true. I no, mean, yeah. yeah. It's I not like an official Maybe one or two. Account. Yeah. yeah. Um, can't believe everything you read on meme accounts. But um, what? oh, yeah. I think it's interesting that like 
Ross is like, you know, kind of cycling through these dating opportunities. And at the same time, like Rachel is like, oh, I just want to go on a date. I just want somebody. Yeah. And so I, I thought it was interesting that you're kind of trying to maybe mark the like passage out of the whole like focused on each other pettiness, whatever. Totally. Well, in last episode, we had Ross with the dirty girl. So we know he's dating and we know Rachel mm. knows and she's not super into it, but she's also like more just like, I don't know. She was just like, oh, so what is she like a spokesmodel or like, you know, whatever fitness instructor. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So there it's is still true. some yeah, pettiness, I, I guess you're right. Yeah, a little bit, but not so much that it like gets <clears throat> in the way of life. Yeah. Um, which so is they're good. both kind like of doing their own thing now, and it's just, a bit more genuine. Yeah, doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So we've got Ross kind of driving all over God's green earth to to go on dates with I people I don't feel he even like cares yeah, about. That's the problem. It just seems. I'm like, you are literally just going on. I mean, he. I think he feels okay about the one from Poughkeepsie, but like. If he liked her enough, he would just be seeing her. You know what I mean? Like, if you connect with somebody, you, like, start try to make it work. Somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Well, you also, wouldn't start dating someone that you didn't like at all uptown. He said it's, like, a two-and-a-half-hour train ride, which is totally yeah. manageable if they just keep it to weekends or, like, let's meet mm-hmm. in the middle or, like, you come down to the city one weekend, I'll go up to Poughkeepsie another weekend. Like, right. it sounds like they could – make that work without it being too difficult but ross is like going after work which is like what like don't right. don't do unnecessary like burden commuting all of a sudden yeah totally and i think you're you're totally right like he's dating someone from up to, i think it's one of those things and you've probably been here before right where you're kind of like it's not great but you're like well maybe it'll turn into something and like there's nobody else out there so having this yeah. like eh thing is better than having nothing so being desperate, for example. Well, I know I've been there before where it was just like, <laughs> yeah. you don't, you, you're you so zoomed in on the details that you're not seeing it as, or, you know, you're like, I've had such a dry spell for so long or what, which they haven't because yeah. they were just dating each other. But like, you do you're get a little probably desperate. probably trying to move on. You're right. Yeah. And you're like, well, it's not like people are beating down my door. So I need to like take what I can, what I can get. Like, I've certainly felt like right. that before where people are like, why? And I'm like, okay, show me the queue of men waiting to date me. You know what I mean? And you're like, yeah. Yeah, so I get it. Although, it, you know, Phoebe's advice is, sorry, super jumping ahead. But yeah, it is like, you. he clearly doesn't really care that much about either one of them. So he should yeah. just turn them loose. But that's probably sad to then think about like, well, then you'll have nobody. Then they're lighting that playing, damn tree again. Playing Scrabble with Monica on Saturday night. <laughs> um, yeah, so Ross is... Dating this girl in Poughkeepsie and then dating this girl uptown who, like, really the one uptown, he is only dating because she lives closer. Like, that is the only reason. Speaking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sorry. I was going to start talking about the geography of New York, but then I thought maybe that's not that interesting. (laughs) Um, Well, they live in Greenwich. They live in the village, which I'm pretty sure is Greenwich Village. Um. Sorry, they live in the West Village, which I guess is near Greenwich Village. So, and it's Manhattan. It's yeah. So they're and on the lower west side. I think and I so just forget. We can only assume she's like, on the upper west side. I think I forget like the shape of New York. Do you know what I mean? And like, so upstate mm-hmm. is actually kind of like northwest. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. like up. It's like diagonally up to the left. But exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. But there's all sort of time. all sorts of commuter trains that run out of Penn Station. Yeah, so that's right. you can get out of the city to all these ta- all these cities outside of Manhattan. Yeah, and I'm sure people um, do it daily. Easily. Like Chicago was oh, the yeah. same. People would commuter take two trains, and a half yeah, yeah. hour commutes. Yeah, to mm-hmm. work, live in the burbs. Um, in the city. Oh yeah, totally. So yeah, but two and a half hours is far away. It's far. Um, and I bet it takes about 25 minutes to get uptown, <laughs> maybe less on an express train. <laughs> so. It is closer, but, like, maybe find somebody you like, Ross. I don't know. Yeah. Just, just spitballing ideas here. Um, So, yeah. So he's, like, going back and forth on them. And he's like, oh, she's kind of pretty. She's kind of funny. She's, she's not, not fun. smart. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's, she's not, not fun. fun. But I also, like, <laughs> I don't, 
I don't know. I kind of hate when he's describing that because I'm like, if she's not fun, like, I really don't even know why you're bothering. And you thought she was kind of a racist. So yeah. <laughs> maybe like, there's your she sign. She said a joke that if she was kidding was really funny. If she was not, she's not funny. She's stupid and kind of a racist. Which in 2020, we know if you're making a joke and if it's not funny, you're racist. It's also funny. It's Even also if racist it is if it funny. was funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So obviously it, it was not, um, it was different times. But either way, like if you have he's, to, you know, if that's what you're working with, geez. Yeah. He's like scraping the bottom of the barrel for some reason. Yeah. but. Um, I mean, I think he was doing better when he was trying to get people to sit on his hand on the subway. <laughs> Isn't that like way later? It is. Not or the is last flashback? time we'll see desperation from Ross. Oh, go figure. Um, oh, it's when Rachel, quote unquote, moves on with Gavin. Oh, that's and, right. And he's like, I meet people all the time. And Chandler's like, why did I get married? Stop rubbing your, <laughs> your fa- single your, my face in your cool single life. This um, person, so, someone sat on my hand, the day, but they were not a woman and <laughs> not wearing pants. Also not wearing pants. So the desperation is a trend for Ross. Um, uh, I really think he'd be better off wandering on the street and just like complimenting people and see how they, you know, take yeah. to it. And date somebody, like, I don't know, that lives nearby. Because really, like, even in New York, dating somebody who lives, like, in another borough is a commute. You know, like, I have friends who, like, they live in Manhattan and their their person lives in Brooklyn. And it's like, that's an hour. Yeah. If there's no delays. It was the same in Chicago. Not to, I I get it. People who are from New York are going to be like... It's not the same. Stop no, talking about I it. I actually think Chicago is worse because no matter what, you have to so go worse. into the freaking loop. Or you have to take out. like two buses. Yeah. Eight like, buses. Yeah. And I, I remember thinking like when Tinder first got to, well, okay, not when it first got to Chicago, when I first started using it because there was all the stigma initially, right? Um, but when I first started using Tinder, I had like a much wider radius and I met people from different neighborhoods and I was just like... Oh, like yeah. there's, you know, all these cool people in like Roscoe Village and this and that and whatever. But then I was like, this is literally like I didn't have a car. And I was like, this is such a pain on like, yeah, you know, some of them you like meet for coffee because you don't want to like commit a whole night to like, a, you know, just size somebody up. And it was like, oh, let's just go get like a coffee. And OK, well, I live in Logan Square. OK, I live in Roscoe. Let's meet in the middle. Let's do it. And I was just like, OK, I've got to wait for a bus. It's snowing. The bus is delayed. One of them was too full. So it, went, but, oh, it was just like 45 minutes later. And it was like, yeah, no, this is a pain. I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, a quite, lot. it's quite hard to meet people from different neighborhoods, I feel like. Totally. But it's but certainly hard town, to sustain it. Yeah. I mean, I also feel like. It's different to go long distance once um, you've you're committed. Yeah. So even if they were dating for a couple of months and she moved to Poughkeepsie, well, yeah, but you've already got like a foundation. But when you're just first starting out, I mean, it just seems like a bit of a hassle. Anyway, we yeah, find that Ross in no way learns his lesson because he goes to try to break up with a girl in Poughkeepsie and she sees him and she's wearing her like Russian fur trapper hat. Um, <laughs> and she's wearing the same she- hat. That same style hat that either Monica or Phoebe was wearing in season one when that guy, when when Monica woo-wooed at that guy and they sent him into the hospital. It's like a blossom. Oh, yeah. It's like a velvet bucket hat. Yeah, you're right. With like the upturned front. But this is season four. So we need to retire that. (laughs) Honestly, those are probably back, aren't they? They are. They are. Don't think I mean, about bucket it. Bucket hats are back, and I just, I can't do it. It's one of the ones I, I think, can't do. I feel like bucket hats have been and gone back, but I know, I know they're still around, but like Chris Brown was wearing that in a music video like three years ago. Ugh. I know. They're, I no, can never. It's I can, just not. Here's the problem for those of you listening who are probably also our age. Um, the trends that are like out there right now are exactly the same as they were when Renee and I were yeah. in middle school. And we were I think we not talked about this last time. Did we? I thought I know you and I talked Maybe. about it, but I didn't remember if it was on the podcast or not. Oh, yeah. We are we were not cool and like not good dressers, mm-hmm. and it's like a little bit traumatic. So looking at people wearing like chokers and butterfly clips and bucket hats and like cloud socks and like all denim and oh those gosh. like Ashley's cloud skinny socks. 
colored lenses that came from the Delia's magazine. Like, it's just, it's like, it's past trauma we haven't dealt with. And so it's just like painful to look at. Okay, so we did, um, were you trivia on Fridays at work? I think I told all of you guys. And thank you for everybody who chimed in on Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram. We've been doing trivia, and I've been trying to do it every Thursday. But the initial thing that brought it up is I hosted a friend's trivia at work. We're still working from home, so we did it on Zoom. But um, I did a friend's trivia, and I crowdsourced some questions. It was super fun. So I've been doing trivia on Instagram on Thursdays. But we had uh, 2000s trivia this week at work on Friday. Ooh, fun. And it, some of them were hard. But one of them was which trend did not become popular in the 2000s. And I, it was like, I can't remember what the other ones were, but one of the answers was butterfly clips. And I was like, well, since I was definitely wearing those in 1998, I can guarantee you they were popular before I was wearing them. Um, and that was the answer, butterfly clips, because they became popular in the late 90s. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I cannot believe that. Yes, sorry. (laughs) I can't believe that they're back. That was one thing I didn't think actual butterfly clips would come back. No, I didn't either. I didn't either. But here we are. Um, Here we are. Yeah. So, yeah, that bucket hat needs to go, girlfriend. Um, So, yeah, he falls asleep on the train when he's supposed to be breaking up with this girl, but he's sleepy because of all the traveling. (laughs) And then he wakes up and Princess Diana is looking at him. And she's like, I made a bet with myself that you had beautiful eyes. Now that I see them, I win. It's very predatory, but she's pretty. So I know, it's and she's perfect... just like, she is very pretty, but she's like staring him down like a wolf. And not moving. Like, she's in mm-hmm. his way. It's very, like, if somebody who is not attractive was doing this to you, you'd be like, where yes. is the guard? Oh my gosh, security. So tr- I also think he's really funny when he wakes up. He's like, huh? What? Yeah. <laughs> Huh? What? Um, but she's like, and they're like, okay, Montreal, Montreal. And he's like, what? <laughs> Are we really in Montreal? And she's like, coffee? 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 And he's like, sure, coffee sounds great. Do you live here? And she's like, no, but it's only a two-hour ferry ride to Nova Scotia. And he's like, whatever. What? I'll yeah. start commuting to Iceland for dates. <laughs> um, it's only a four-and-a-half-hour <laughs> flight from Manhattan, so yeah, Ross doesn't learn his lesson as per well, usual. But hold on a sec. So I googled this and I was like, okay, it was because I, you know, I told you I'm not great with like New York geography, but I was like, mm-hmm. where? As like, I know that <clears throat> I know that Montreal is in Canada, but I was like, I don't really know like where on the border. And then I was like, you know, so I googled it, and apparently, you can take the Adirondack train. There's mm-hmm. maybe other ones, but maybe, or maybe it's that line. I don't know, but. It takes 11 hours from Manhattan to Montreal on that train. So Okay. I was going to so guess he, like seven or eight. It's really far. <clears throat> yeah, it was 11. But then granted, like I was just Googling it. And you know how it's like, if you leave now, it'll take you this long. And so maybe it's because mm-hmm. I was Googling it on like a Saturday oh, at night or, or whatever. Something. But let's, let's be generous and say seven hours. So like he fell asleep. Um, at his two and a half hour mark and then just like slept for another five hours <laughs> on this train. And that's how he wound up in Montreal. Well, also the um, the other hole in this story is that Montreal <clears throat> is not you need a passport. Ocean. Oh, no. Well, you didn't back then. You could go to Canada without a passport. Oh, really? Until like maybe post 9-11 a little okay. bit later. Um. Because I went to Canada as a kid, and we didn't need passports. Yeah, you could just drive just... over the border, right? Yeah. Yeah, we had like a like a NATO-type, you know, like a UN Handshake deal? Like, yeah, um, handshake deal. So sorry, what um, were you but, saying about it not being on the water? Well, yeah, Montreal's not on – it's on the water, but it's on that, like, river that goes between – it's not right on the border – the whole way but basically goes into the great lakes yeah um and nova scotia is like off the coast of maine (laughs) yeah so so you wouldn't have to take a ferry between the two i mean i guess you could take a ferry but you'd have to go up the river and go all the way up and around 
Would that be the fastest way, though? Definitely. From Montreal, I would actually think you would take, you would drive back to the coast and maybe take a ferry from there or like just drive because you can take, um, you can drive to Nova Scotia, I think. It's like a um, peninsula. Oh, okay. I thought it was a little island. Anyone who knows, you're welcome to jump in here anytime. But, um, well, I'm pulling up a map now. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Montreal, yeah, is on like the river that like comes in from the ocean. But yeah. Nova Scotia, yeah, Nova Scotia is off the coast of Maine. You can drive to Nova Scotia. Hmm. Yeah, definitely not. You can drive so there from Maine, ferry. you're saying. Yeah, or New York. I mean, those are connected. No, but I mean, like, like America side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. You can drive through New Brunswick and then on to Nova Scotia, <clears throat> but you could not take a ferry to <laughs> I bet it's Nova pretty. Scotia. Oh, I really want to go. So when we get our RV done, that's one of the places I would love to go. Nova Scotia? It's Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. It'd be a long trip, but Because it looks really pretty. Well, I want to, I mean, I want to go up to Maine anyway. And once you're yeah. already in Maine, you just come scoot over there. You just take your RV on the ferry. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, it would probably sink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Ross lives in Canada now. Um, <laughs> Bye, Ross. Convert all his money to Vermont <laughs> money. To Vermont money. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much so, it. It's not really. I mean, Phoebe does yeah, give him good advice about like you're not. Yes. You know, you're not. You don't even like them. You don't. Well, she says you don't like the uptown, and it's killing you seeing Poughkeepsie. So just end it with everybody. And once you're done, you can go home. She had a similar um, situation when she lived in Prague. <laughs> yeah. Matt's like, when did she live in Prague? I'm like, listen, she's saying it. Like it's Phoebe, so much you don't know. So much you don't. Know. Um. But yeah, so we've got Ross, Dayton, you know, inter internationally. I don't know why that was such I was like intercontinentally. No. <laughs> internationally. Um and we've got we've got um Chandler hmm. who is in a relationship now so apparently he's happy and he's he hears Rachel lamenting about being single and it's Christmas and then it's Valentine's and you know like the whole spiel of holidays yeah. and being alone and you know all the kind of stuff and he's like oh well I could set you up and she's like oh that sounds good and he's like well you know she's like maybe even just a fling like I just basically want to yeah. be with someone again da 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 and he's like okay cool well I'll like talk to the guys I work with and I do love apartment. She's like, okay, so no one like from accounting or like legal. I don't like guys with boring jobs. And he's like, oh, and Ross was like a lion tamer. <laughs> yeah. I was also thinking um, <clears throat> that like, I don't know. I think that's kind of, I guess I did once date an accountant and I, he started talking to me about it and oh, I, I didn't date him. Sorry. I went on a couple dates with an accountant and he started talking to me about it. And I was like, you must know that nobody wants to hear about this. <laughs> yeah. I just, I also just didn't like the guy, but, um, right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't count somebody out just because they have a boring job because they might be passionate about it or, you know, be interesting outside of work. I don't know. Right. Oh, totally. I don't think I would, unless somebody did something that like I 100% was Oh, disagreed with. Yeah. Like ethically, that'd be different. But yeah, that would be different. But other than that, I'm like, oh, okay. You're a lawyer. Sure. Okay. You work in accounting, I guess. Fine. Like, yeah. Um, but anyway, it's just kind of funny. Supply chain um, and logistics. also rage. Beggars Very can't exciting. be choosers. It's true. Oh, I know. Um, but anyway, so he goes to work and he's like asking this guy if he can, if he's so Drew. single or seeing anyone. Yeah, I know. She finds the guy so wearing a like. Have you talked vest. to humans before? <clears throat> oh, I know. Matt's like that vest is terrible. It's like pleather on the back. What is happening? Yeah, but it, of, course, um, of course Chandler's like, oh, snappy dresser. <laughs> <laughs> loves a good sweater like, vest are you seeing anyone i mean not for me because like i'm not gay and the guy's like well i didn't think you were i now do i now. do <laughs> um and i thought this was going to be the episode where his female co-worker thinks he's gay right and tries to set him didn't up and then i happen it's, it's not maybe it did and i just don't re- it, it totally did we did i, was, talk I about feel it. like I that was like remember. really young matthew perry but yeah i know what you're meaning that's yeah. the only other time we've ever like seen the break room at chandler's office yes yes so he's like well i was curious if you'd want to just like go on a date with my friend rachel and this other guy chimes in he's like "Ooh, mm-hmm. hot rachel from the christmas party and mm-hmm. then they just start basically like 
trying to be the highest bidder. Yeah, one up the Rangers totally. game. Let's drink some old scotch. Like, let's have a couple of Cubans. Here's yeah, my yeah. shirt. Here's my tie. Oh, um, yeah. They cut that out of the TV part. The oh, whole, did they? Like, I like that tie. I like those pants. Or keep your pants on, man. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I like that jacket. Actually, a tie's pretty nice. You guys like taking off the tie and he goes for some Go, keep your pants on, man. Um, But, so yeah, all these guys are like signing essentially over their pursuing... Yeah, they're 401 ks They're signing over their 401 ks for him. He's like, you want to go to the Rangers game? He's like, oh, yeah, what are the seats? He's like, it doesn't matter. I have, like, 20. Um, But also, you know, Rachel asks a great question. Will I actually like any of these guys? Hey, Rach. You're the one who has to go on a date with them. Chandler's gone off the deep end. It's not about you anymore, Rachel. Yeah, it's about about the swag he's getting. So anyway, he gets them... He sets her up, and I was just thinking, like, have we ever been set up on dates? I haven't. Well, that's not true. You were once. Um, when we did it as a group. Yes. <laughs> but that was more like a, that was more just like a, a fun. terrible idea. Yeah. Um, no. I don't think it was a terrible idea. It was a fantastic no, it, idea. it was fun. It was really fun. But it started because, so our friend, okay, this is just, we've told you guys before that like Renee and I had very different approaches to dating and flirting back in the day. And our friend Elizabeth uh, was very much in my school of thought, which was like, mm-hmm. if you see a guy you like, don't talk to him. Don't look at him. Walk the other direction. He and might Don't let find him out know. You like him and feel the same. Yes. Or, you know, obviously the fear is that he doesn't feel the same, and then you're mortified. Um, so she had a crush on this guy. Elizabeth was like this though. Hey, like she would just like have crushes on guys, like intense crushes for like years at a time, and never do anything about it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but she had a crush on this guy that. Um, we went to college with and we really wanted to set them up on a date but the only way we could do it without making it obvious that it was her that wanted to go on a date with him was like do a group blind date and like uh, which was just it's so weird but it was really fun and so we did set each other up on dates but yeah that one well that one was more just for fun um yeah. Except the first time we did it, it was somebody that we actually thought you would be a good like relationship or like a good match with. The first time. We yeah, only we did, did it, it two once. years in a row. No, no. We did it twice. I only went once. You went with Chris the first time, right? No. Billy? Oh, nope. Who's Billy? Oh, no. He went with... That was Kim. No, he went with... Huh? Oh. We we yeah. set you up with Chris. That's right. The second time we did it is the one I'm thinking of. I forgot about the first time. Yeah. The first time was Kyle for me, and the second time was Andy. That's right. Oh, yeah. The first one was not nearly as fun as the second one. Yeah. I feel like the first one we had to cut short, wasn't it because <clears throat> your date had somewhere else to go? I think both of our dates did, didn't they? <laughs> no, no, you're right. I think it was Kyle was like, I agreed to this, but I had something else on tonight. Yeah, so so the first time we did it, um, we did set you up with somebody that we thought. I think you actually did have a crush on him, and it was like not a secret. And so we set you up with somebody that we thought you'd actually hit it off with. The second time, mine was a surprise. I went with a guy named Caleb, and we did have a really good time. And we hung out a couple times afterwards, but it was clear it wasn't like, you know, true love. Is it because he told you you had a great group? That's where that came from. No, but that that was you. I know, but I'm saying that. Oh, I was like, that was not me. (laughs) um, So they set me up with somebody that I actually did have a huge crush on. But Mm -hmm. being the awkward weirdo that I am. um, So we like did some like scavenger hunt and like, you know, it was so fun. It was really fun. It was very wholesome and innocent. And like we were all going to meet up at the Starbucks after our scavenger hunt to just like have a group date hang. And um well, it's worth mentioning the first time we did it, there were only four of us, four couples. Yeah. And then the second time we did it was like, like eight. I mean, 20. Yeah. There was <laughs> so a lot many of us. of us. Yeah. It was just like a it big, really huge It really legs, time. but it was super fun. But the guy that I was out with was like, I think he was kind of trying to like, you know, 
suss out the situation. And so he was like, I don't think that he wasn't interested. I'll say that. I think looking back, I think you're right. Um, but and I, I, I saw that at the time, but you were terrified. Yeah, I can see why he was um, steered away by my actions. <laughs> so he was like, oh, you know, this was really fun. I almost what, spit my water out when you said that. <laughs> he was like, what, what did you think? How did this How did this go? And I was like, what? And he was like, well, what did you think of tonight? Wasn't it fun? And I was like, yeah, it was fun because we had a really good group. And he was like, what? And I like great group. made this hand motion to like point to everybody else. And I was oh like, we gosh. had a great group. And he was like, gotcha and I was like phew saved he doesn't know I like him but uh we're clearly not dating present day because <laughs> well so if you're the out there Andy guy, hope you're doing well. <laughs> I mean he's married I think he has a kid uh, yeah sure he he's doing, to be doing well um but the same guy his roommate he had a roommate and then Ashley's roommate like the four of them were all friends and Ashley was studying in like a lobby common area and the two of these guys come through the lobby and we're going to get like ice cream or food or coffee or something. And they were like, he was like, hey, Ashley, do you want to come with us? And you were like, oh, no, thanks. I've eaten before in my life. I'm all good. (laughs) I had a really big (laughs) dinner on Monday. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you sure you just don't want to come with? And you're like, no, no, I'm good. And then later you were like, whoo. Really dodged that bullet. And I was like, yeah, dodge the bullet of hanging out with the guy you like. Come on. I would have been like, yep, let me go get my purse. It was a real eye opener for me. Let's go. I don't know what Um, I was thinking, Renee. I do remember that exact situation. (laughs) And I remember I was studying. Uh, Um, So I had come down to the common room. It was like the computer lab or whatever because I had to print out a bunch of stuff. And like I just needed a quiet place to study. And so I'd like spread my stuff all over the table. And um, I was studying for like a test I had in the morning. And so I kind of was like, you know, I really should study. But I remember also being like, well, I should study. I don't need like, yeah, I'm not hungry or whatever it was. And so like, I don't want him to think I'm just going to hang out with him. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what was going through my head. (laughs) It is a wonder I have a boyfriend, honestly. Yeah, because I was like, well, Ashley, just go out with him. Yeah, I was like, but I wasn't hungry. And she's like, then just don't order food. And I was like, but then he'll know I was just there to hang out with him. And she was like, right. That's the, right. <laughs> that's how this works. <laughs> that's usually how it works. And I was like, oh, why is it? <laughs> like, you guys, honestly. <laughs> Renee had to take oh. me under her wing. Some of them were so painful. It was just like it because we're just so different in that. If the guy I liked was like, I'm going to go clean out garbage out of bins. I'd be like, you know what? That sounds like fun. Do Let you me go get my wellies yeah. and some yeah. gloves. Because <laughs> um, I'm like, uh, hello, opportunity is knocking. And Ashley would have been they would have been like, hey, we found some free money. And it's like only girls with like curly hair and blue eyes can have it as long as they're with us. Ashley would have been like, oh, no, thanks. I've had money before. <laughs> I'm actually I'd busy. rather leave it for somebody else. <laughs> anyway. Oh, gosh. I really do think he, like, I'm not, I mean, I can't speak for him. I don't know if he had, a, like, a full-blown crush on you. But I do think he was, like, interested. And, Probably. Um, he got zero bones thrown at him. Um, yeah. And I was like, the goal, you don't have to let him know that you like him. You just have to make sure he knows you don't hate him. Yeah. I do remember you telling more me more of the vibe. Yeah, yeah, which was more of the vibe I would have gotten if you just kept not hanging out with me every time I invited you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I think he was anyway. probably, like, looking back now, there was a few other things. Like, he came over for a movie one time and, like, mm-hmm. invited me over to his place to, yeah. like, hang out and watch movies and stuff. And I, I do think he was, like, feeling it out. But I was just so – but do you know what? Like, if I was so uncomfortable to even, like – Right. Do you know what I mean? It's just – yeah. Wasn't meant to be. So Andy, <laughs> if you're out there, you really dodged a bullet. You dodged a bullet. You <laughs> seem to be doing fine. Nah, it's all good. But um, I'm just kidding. Well, it no. was always very fun to watch Ashley try to work Squirm. her way through what she thought was flirting. It was just Ugh, fantastic. The worst. Um, yes, but Rachel so, flirting. Rachel Chandler, yeah. flirt. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, Chandler sets Rachel up. They go out on this date, and Rachel's like, it was great. We just clicked. You know when you just click with someone? Like, click? Oh, wait. That wasn't <laughs> Rachel. Joanna. That was Joanna. <laughs> um, I know. I was kidding. But 
um, she's like, yeah, it was great. Da, da, da. And he's like, and she's like, I think this could really be a thing. And Chandler's like, oh, I thought you just <sighs> wanted a fling. And she's like, well, yeah, but, you know, we just like see how it goes. And he's just like, wait a second. Did you tell him I just wanted a fling? And he's like, well, yeah, because that's what you said. And she's like, no, you idiot. You don't say that. And I love when she's like, oh, my gosh, between you telling him that and me putting out on the first date, he is so going to get the wrong idea. <laughs> yes. Poor Rach. And but Chandler. Yes, Chandler, you dumb dumb. Of course he doesn't know. He's, he's <sighs> He can barely even talk to people. So I know. It, it gets worse. It gets worse because. because <sighs> then he tells, she's like, whatever his name is, just dumped me. Did you tell him I wanted something serious? And he was like, yes, I did. <laughs> She's like, you idiot. And he's like, I'm sure you're right, but why? Like, Yeah, Taylor. I love that part. I love that part so much. I'm sure you're right, but why? <laughs> um, yeah, because she's like, you don't tell him you want something serious. You just see how it goes. Like, oh, my gosh. You but shouldn't be allowed to like, talk to people. Yes. <laughs> you should never be allowed to talk to people, which like, comes yep. up later when Monica's like, we've talked about this. You are not, not allowed, allowed to give to people th- advice. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's so funny, but. Yeah. You know, I love it's like such a sweet moment. Like, I can't remember if we were talking about <clears throat> Rachel and Chandler. Like, it's few and far between that they have things together. And it's always kind of cute when they do. Um, and and Rachel, you know, is like kind of sad. And she's like, now I'm alone again. And, da, da, da. and he's mm-hmm. like, but you're a real catch. Like, when I was telling all those guys about you, I didn't have to lie once. And, you know. Yeah. You're valedictorian, right? Like, I I know he was kidding. But the truth is, like, she's beautiful. She's successful. Like, yeah. she really is the real deal. And she'll definitely find someone. So he gives, like, a very sweet little pep talk and invites yeah. her to the Rangers game, which yeah. she rightfully earned. Yeah, definitely. I was um, thinking that, too, when he's like, hey, Joey, do you want to go to the game? I was like, uh, those are Rachel's gifts to refuse, yes. sir. Those That is her dowry. Yes. <laughs> um, Since these men are purchasing her, apparently. Um, but yeah, so they have like a sweet little moment. Um, but, uh, also Monica in friends land, Monica, yes. Monica. Um, Aww. I love, I know we'll end with that cause it's okay. cute, but, um, Monica's at her new job and everybody still hates her <laughs> because chef Emilio was their husband, their husband, their, dad their, and- their family and cousins yeah. and whatever. And um, Monica's like, okay, so everybody's like smiling and being all nice to me. And I take off my chef's hat and it says this. And it says, quit, bitch. I love Um, that Phoebe goes, maybe they meant to write quiet, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. And also when Monica, when Rachel's like, oh, honey, what's wrong? And she shows the hat. She's like, fine, just trying to be nice. You know, we talked about this last episode, but it's like Monica has totally changed her demeanor and is doing the whole like, she's talking all like soft and quiet and oh yeah. I just I've had it up so... to up to here, here. well even when she's talking I mean, to here. her friends in the coffee shop she's like oh, I just you know you know I'm not good at confrontation she's like making herself all small and quiet mm-hmm. and that's just so not the Monica we know so it's just very weird yeah it is weird um but then Chandler Chandler brings up like oh like Orson Welles used to hire somebody just so he had someone to fire to like set the tone and like show him who's boss and maybe you could do that and um so sweet of joey to volunteer it is really sweet of joey and he's like i could work you could fire me i'm not doing anything and she's like that sounds good and i love when he's like so this orson wells direct burger king commercials (laughs) and chandler's just like uh yes yes um before we move on have you ever Mm -hmm. been fired from a job Mm, no no I haven't. just wondering I haven't have either no I haven't um I have been bullied into quitting once but mm, that's super fun. <laughs> yeah it sucked um but it was a bit of a organizational cultural issue um no I've never been fired but I feel like it's one of those things that um it seems like such a big deal but yeah. I have a friend, a good friend of mine from here um, was fired. And she, funny enough, like she had been talking to me like the week before and just had been like, I really like it was a new job. And she was like, yeah. I really don't like this job. Um, you know, it's not at all what was like 
it was sold to me as. Um, mm-hmm. And she was, it was basically just like kind of like a um, small business and the owner, like everything kind of went up through this one owner. And so it wasn't like a very good ca- culture of like accountability and it sounded really chaotic and just very like, yeah, just not a stable environment. And she really hated it. And I was like, look, you've been there less than three months. Like if you were to quit now, you wouldn't even have to put it on your resume. You could just say that you were between jobs for a few months. And like, you know, she had a big Mm -hmm. move. And so I was like, you could just say that you were focusing on your move. Um, But she was like, I think she had talked. I think after we talked, she was like, oh, I'm just going to stick it out. You know, she had must have decided that. Um, because then two weeks later she calls me and is like, I just got fired, like marched out of the office. And she was just like, you know, it's like, it's just such a blow to the ego. And she was like, you know, and I was like, well, you're humiliating. Yeah. I was like, you didn't want to work there anyway. And, you know, and she was like, well, I'd kind of decided I was going to, I didn't think that they thought I was so terrible that I had to be like marched out of the building. But Um, but I was like, you know, that's so much less about you than it is about the environment that you're working in. And even so, like, honestly, even if you do get like fired and it is about you and whatever, I think it's one of those things that we think is so dire and so horrible and like so terrible, but, and I can't imagine like if it happened to me, I think I'd, my pride would be incredibly hurt, but, um, it happens. Like it happens to really good people. I think I was reading an article about this, um, Oh, yeah, she, I think it's the lady that started and runs um, Ella Vest, which is like a female investment platform. And mm-hmm. she's been like the C-suite level of a few different like major companies and has been fired. And I, it's like, okay, so it clearly has nothing to do with like her competency and capabilities. Like she's amazing and wonderful. But like, I was like, if she can get fired, you know, like anyone right. can get fired. Yeah, because it's not always exactly what meets the eye. Like, yeah, it could be you. It could just be that you were hired as a and it was a bad fit. Like, totally. It's kind of like dating. You know, like it's not that it's you're bad or I'm bad. It's just it's just that it's not, not working. a good fit. Yep, totally. Um, yeah. So it's not always, and everybody is not good at everything. There are so many jobs I can't do. Even like a guy I work with now, the original job he applied for was on our team, but a different. Like, I'm on the marketing team, and there's, like, two sections. Mm-hmm. And he applied to be the leader, the um, director of one of the teams. And he could have done it, but he was absolutely the not the right person. So they hired the other guy. Like, he didn't even get interviewed. Mm, wow. And um, then they made this other part of the marketing team, and they called him, and they were like, hey, actually, we have a position we think would be a good fit for you. Oh, that's good. And now that we're all there, I'm like, I absolutely cannot imagine you doing his job. Like, there is zero part of me that sees that as a good <laughs> fit. Yeah. Um, even though he's totally qualified, um, it's just so much better the way that it is, and it easily could have gone the other way, like the other guy took a job or whatever. Um, so, you know, it just – it it means – it doesn't – necessarily mean one thing it can mean a lot yeah. of things and sometimes it means you suck but I think you know that and if you're I, trying to blame everybody else all the time you know maybe yeah that's sometimes to and consider but I do get as well that like for some people they like you know if it's a hard time and you're living paycheck to paycheck then getting fired is like mm-hmm. more than just about your pride but um yeah yeah, I just, I, I think that it's one of those things that I think you make a good point, like analogy with it being like dating. It's like, it's not necessarily that like there's anything wrong with either of you. It's just, that's not the right one. It's yeah, not the right totally. situation. Um, but yeah, so they get the Burger King guy to come in. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Joey starts working at the restaurant. Well, Joey doesn't work at the restaurant. Dragon works. At Dragon works. <laughs> Thought I'd try out a cool new work name. Oh, I love um, it. He's such a hoot, and uh, is literally just doing anything for cash right now. So um, he works, and there's that guy with the really intense, like Long Island accent. Yeah, who's like very dopey looking. Yes. Um, who's super mean to Monica? He is direct without he respect. He is the one that needs to be fired. Absolutely. Because he's like the ringleader of everybody. Yes. Agreed. Um, And I really don't know why she's so afraid to fire one of them. It's probably her first time being in charge, right? So that would be hard. Yeah. And she probably doesn't want to like, she's already pissed everybody off. She She doesn't doesn't know about direct with respect. Yeah. Um, So she's just being mousy with nothing. Um, (laughs) 
So even though I think hiring somebody strictly so you can fire them in front of other people is like the epitome of passive aggressive. 100%. (laughs) It's passive and then it's aggressive. Um, (laughs) So anyway, she hires Joey and, you know, they're doing all this stuff and Joey gets his tips from a few nights. Yeah. A lot of money. $327 and $238 in each hand. And that is a ton of money. That's so um, and for some just fancy tips. restaurants like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I used to work in restaurants 15 years ago, on a good Friday or Saturday night, I would make 200 bucks and I didn't work at a fancy restaurant. Wow. Um, and that's the thing. That's why people get addicted to working in the restaurant industry is because you have that like big, instant cash, like instant cash, like multiple times a week. You just get really used to that. Mm instead of being like paid every few weeks or weekly or monthly or whatever so you just get used to having like a big chunk of cash so um but at fancy restaurants like that they often split tips yeah. um they put them all in a pool and split them so anyway he got his tips for the two nights and um he's like man that's a lot of money and they're doing the specials and all that and Monica's like why isn't anybody writing this down and they're like well because we can remember and they're like no because you're gonna make up fake specials and make me make them which honestly great prank it's a really great prank but if I was the chef I'd be like (laughs) oh we're gonna march out to that table together and you're going Mm -hmm. to tell them that you remembered the specials wrong and I'm gonna Mm -hmm. stand there while you repeat them correctly and you take the blame for this wouldn't you yes but she isn't being direct that's true so she's just being mousy so anyway, she's like, okay, enough about the specials. Here's my spiel. I've had it up to here. Does anyone have a problem with that? Does anybody <laughs> have a problem with that? Looking right at Joey. And he's like whistling and looking at the clouds because, yeah. you know, when she confronts him about it, she he's like, it's been a long time since I've had this much money and I got to pay rent. And I know she's empathetic, but she's like, dude, I hired you to... Well, he comes up with a good alternative when he's like, why don't I stay here, befriend them, and then they'll start, you know, earn their trust, and then they'll start listening to all the good things that I'm going to say about you. Right. (laughs) I haven't said anything yet because they really hate you. you. That's Um, not a bad idea. It's not. So anyway, she's like, okay, fine. So they do that. But then later or the next Mm. day or a couple days later. Monica gets locked in the freezer, which honestly is one of my biggest fears. I had a dream about that. Sophomore or junior year of high school when I worked in a restaurant, I had a dream that I got locked in the freezer. And I've really been – I still remember it vividly. Well, that's scary. Um, Because didn't they used to not have safety handles on the inside? I don't know. I feel like the old ones I think they always had a handle, but yeah, I don't know. And I never, like, got stuck in there. And honestly, like, as a server and a host, you don't go in the freezer all that often. Right. Just every great once in a while, maybe to get some, like – lemons or sauce or something yeah but um I still was always very afraid of it and I still don't like them very much but Monica goes and gets locked in there and of course they think it's hilarious which I'm like hello let her out she's freezing and she can't see and like has a job she needs to do like she needs to make food for people so your tips are going to be bad (sighs) if it's late like I don't know it's just ridiculous I know but um they finally let her out, or she lets herself out after she knocks a giant thing of tomato sauce, sauce on her all over herself. And they're laughing and making fun of her, and she's like melting down. And Joey decides that the money isn't worth it. Aww, he's gonna Joey. save his friend. He sacrifices himself, which is very sweet. And he's like, "Well, with that stuff you said earlier, I wasn't listening then, but I do have a problem with it." <laughs> and so she fires him, and everybody just like steps to, yeah. It's a good one. Um, which is good. And finally, you take the sea bass out. You get the salads. You get a haircut. Um, she starts bossing everybody around. Yep. Um, so she's finally got the re- the command of the restaurant. So yeah, maybe Orson Welles had a good tactic. He did. And I actually, honestly, not that you want to. I think it's different. Like, you hope that you can be the kind of leader that, like, leads with your people. But if that's not working... I think that this is a good alternative. Yeah, you're right. Like, it is passive aggressive, but like, those people were never gonna like listen to anything yeah. she had to say. They had the opportunity to be teammates with her and they decided not to take that opportunity. So she needed some like order in her kitchen. Um, I do love the part when they're talking, when they're planning on doing this 
do you have a problem with that? Yeah, I have a problem with that. And they like rehearse it in the living room. And then she's like, problem. I'll I'll show you a problem. And then they're like, okay, bye. And they kiss. Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so, so cute. cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, Monica has control of her kitchen. Things are looking up for her. This is great news. Um, and really, then we just have Phoebe, who yes. spends this entire episode trying to write a, a. I was about to say a kitchen song. Oi. A Christmas song for all her friends, or a holiday song. A holiday song. And um, all I could think, Matt, when we were watching this, he was like, Phoebe's dressed like my mom. <laughs> and I was like, yes, that is the vibe I'm getting. And I was like, why are they dressing her in so many, like, frumpy overalls? And then I was like, oh, my gosh, she's pregnant. Oh, was she? But, yeah, because we're getting Lisa. really close to when she gets pregnant on the show. Right. So there, she must have just started showing, because she's not big, big, but they are dressing her, like, pretty frumpy. Oh. So... That must be it. Because, you know what's like, funny is like it didn't even register to me because I feel like they've always just dressed her like a fool. So I didn't even Well, they notice. dress her weird. And every scene she's holding a guitar and like mostly uh, it's all like stomach. chest up shots. Right. Yeah. So she's writing this song, um, which I personally think the first version is the best one. Me too. Because Dreidel and Rachel are the closest thing we're going to get to a rhyme. as much as, as Joey's suggestions. Bagel, nail, jail. <laughs> Which I like. don't even know some of the words he's saying because he's exaggerating them so weird. But Dreidel rhymes as much as those do. Yeah. I don't I, know what else it could be. Like Rach, maybe? Christmas be snowy, Joey. Or Rachy. Or... Maybe use green. The trees are green like Rachel Green. I don't know. This um, is Renee attempting to <laughs> improv. <laughs> no. no, fair enough. I don't. Um, I wouldn't be able to do it. But I do like her first so version anyway, the best. I know. The first version makes the most sense. And then the second version is, you know, all right. But really the third. I mean, the third one is so funny well i think um, it's funny that the two people that complained basically got screwed <laughs> yeah oh that's versions. true like, yes oh, oh you know phoebs i'm not jewish and he's like well frost, frost doesn't really decorate his tree with frost frost now does he yeah um it's so funny and i love when she's like nothing rhymes with your stupid name <laughs> don't sing along and you didn't you don't didn't have her have a uh, I don't try to sing along. You didn't ever have a nickname like Boodoff. Boodoff. Or anything, did you? <laughs> so funny. Um, but yeah, Phoebe writes the song and it's hilarious. And I love the um I love the part when she gets like very nineties uh grunge. Um Oh yeah, for Joey's. Yeah. For Joey. Yeah. So and he like is and like, he's yeah. like, Ugh, digging it. <laughs> um it's very cute and and very iconic the christmas yeah. song um so yeah gotta love phoebe she's very cute in this episode um all strung through so yeah i mean it's like we just had thanksgiving and now we're gonna have christmas and now it's about to be Some... the next year that it is which i'm guessing is 98 I think it's 98. Man. Some exciting Ooh, things Speaking of cloud happen? socks and butterfly clips, oh my gosh. that's what we were doing in 1998. Full force. Oh, my gosh. Ashley, was not – oh, no. I was going to say, wasn't 1998 the year you went to that cool block party? No. New Year's Eve party? That was Y2K. That was Y2K. Mm. <laughs> Which I'm sure I was wearing cloud socks with my Old Navy performance fleece. The tech vest. Tech vest. <laughs> Which don't worry, guys. We need it in Florida. I feel like I'm being sarcastic. If those I come back you know. in to fashion, oh, I'm just gonna over. throw the whole thing away. Mm. Yeah, I was talking to a friend recently, um, two girls I work with, and we were talking about like theme parties. And I was like, you guys, I just realized that you know we spent all of our like high school and college year theme parties making them '80s and '90s themed. Oh my god! Because gosh. we were like, oh, so long ago. <laughs> I actually don't even feel like we did that much '90s. We did stuff that like bled into the '90s, but we called it '80s. Yeah. Um. But like, 
we were like, ooh, 80s so long ago. Even though we were born in the 80s and they were only like 15 years before or 10 years before we were having these parties. And I was like, you know what's going to start happening is Y2K early 2000s parties. If they haven't already. If they haven't already. I mean, they probably are in younger circles. We had a Y2K themed New Year's party, I think. Was it a New Year's party or was it just like a party at one of my flats in Auckland? It was Y2K themed. I'm sure I've talked about this before on the podcast because... Oh, because the one guy didn't yeah, know what he Y2K was, was. He was 19 yeah. years old and everybody was like, oh, what's... um?" Because can you drink at 18 in New Zealand? Is that the That's thing? That's a question for you. I think the answer is yes, but I moved here Probably. as like a 28-year-old, so I didn't care. I'm pretty sure it's 18. is Yeah, because I think it's like everybody in, in college. Well, they call college high school here. So everybody in university in New Zealand can drink pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think it's 18. So he was at a, at a party at our house. I was like, why did we have a 19-year-old? And that's why. Um, but yeah, we were like, oh, where were you at Y2K? And he was like, not born. And I was like, oh my God, get out of my house. <laughs> Good one, guy. <laughs> get out of my house. Anyway, um, yeah, there will be like 2000s parties. It's going to get real personal. And I'm like, it's all going to be like, okay, so. Shiny silver. Yeah. Ashley, shimmery. I was really thinking what we wore to Freshman Cotillion. Oh, and Ashley I... wore a white tank top with a with a embroidered rose that had some rhinestones, rhinestones on the rose. And, and then black pleather pants that and she tested out sliding on the <laughs> carpet no one will ever know why she tested this and broke the knees and then they somehow exchanged them because Ashley if you ever need someone to return something for you 18 years after they've bought it and it's broken and used and get a full <laughs> refund Ashley can do that for and you and I'm not a Karen so about she, it I just ask politely oh my gosh she just yes well it's like Matt we go to a restaurant and they're like okay yeah your eggs comes with bacon and toast he's like instead of toast can I get a cinnamon roll instead of bacon? Can I get avocado instead of, can I also have four sides <laughs> instead of like, water? Sure thing. I- no charge. And I'm like, can I have wheat toast instead of white? And they're like, mm, 50 cents extra. I guess. Um, that's going to be $2 up charge. Or I'm like, can I just not have the toast? And they're like, mm, we're going to have to charge you extra for not having toast. So you should probably just order it. And I'm like, how does this happen? Um, but Ashley's really good at returning things. Anyway, I think she returned those uh, black pleather pants. pants. And she also wore a a sequined, a silver sequined like cowboy hat. if a hat. disco ball was a cowboy <laughs> hat. Okay, you need to tell people the theme was under, like, on the red carpet or something. And so I was doing a very... Um, coyote mm. ugly vibe well, we were all doing a very coyote ugly vibe so and i'm gonna it tell you what renee wore renee yes, was wearing do. you remember those shirts that were tube top but like <laughs> it was almost like a triangle bandana and then you would they had ties on the back and so it was very like imagine like what <laughs> tlc would be wearing and so it was um this like red backless shirt red fi- tube top backless That's triangle black. it was black it was black Oh, yeah. with red fringe? It had red and black beaded fringe. Yeah, like beaded zigzag. fringe. And snake skin red pants. Those were red. Be- bell <laughs> bottoms, weren't they? Or were they boot cut? Uh, I don't know. I, I feel don't like there was a bit of a flare. I'm sure they were boot cut. Yeah. Yeah, I think it wasn't bell bottom. I think it was when flare denim was in. And so it was, were they pleather as well? Or were they just? Oh, yeah. I mean, they were 100% plastic. Yeah, so uh, we were all doing a very, we all looked cool is my point. We all looked cool. Ashley was sparkly as, and I was real snake skinny, shiny in my own way because my top was 100% polyester, I'm sure, and the bottoms were, who knows. Like, I don't, I can't imagine putting something like that on my body now. It sounds so uncomfortable to like try to shimmy into something like that. Do you know what I also remember um, oh, that I was what? wearing like a metal um, upper arm cuff, like a bicep. Yes, a cuff. cuff. <gasps> I feel like those are back too. Okay, mm. I think I need to post this picture on Do you Instagram have it? because uh, I have it right behind me. I looked at this picture oh. not too long ago. I think that's why I can vividly describe. I showed some of the girls I work with um, some throwbacks. Um, after a couple bottles of wine and um, <laughs> this is one that came out. 
I was trying to explain cotillion because it's not actual cotillion, like where you learn good manners and no, like are gosh, presented to all. society. It was basically, it was just, basically like just mini a prom. theme party. It was a yeah. frat party. It was our own yeah. frat party thrown by teachers rich parents yeah that's right and somehow we got invited even though we weren't oh, like right. in the upper echelon you of society had to get invited that i yeah completely forgot that is terrible because it wasn't well it wasn't technically through the school it was that's a separate so thing mean so basically mm-hmm. only like popular kids and their weird fringe friends aka us got invited that's really mean yeah, yeah. i know but we got invited so but i guess thanks whitney's mom for so inviting us Anyway, oh yeah, I'll find that picture and post it. Even though it's nothing to do with this episode, it's a really great throw black, throw black, throw which leads us into next week's episode. (laughs) Donald Trump wants his blue blazer black. His blue blazer black. All right, we should. Um, Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we should wrap this up and get on out here before I start telling everybody what you wore to freshman prom. Um, We didn't have that freshman homecoming. Whatever, Renee. Um, Ashley, stop talking and saying stupid stuff. <laughs> just letting you flounder, girl. Ashley, just stop talking and stop getting everything wrong. Um, yeah, so thanks for joining us on this little trip down memory lane. It's been the one with the girl from Poughkeepsie. And tune in next time, and we will talk about the one with Phoebe's uterus. Oh, my gosh, I love this one. All right, join us next time. See you guys. All right, we'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.